0: If you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And if you rate and review us five stars, that helps people find us. So please do that as well. This week's patron shout out goes out to Bethany Irons. Bethany Irons is a character from the DC universe. She is the daughter of Dr. John Henry Irons, also known as Steel This is in the particular, it's on Earth-14, which is a mysterious Earth that hasn't been discovered yet in the multiverse. But obviously, everywhere else, her name is Natasha. On this Earth, her name is Bethany Irons. And instead of being transformed into a mist to become Vaporlock, or becoming Starlight, or even New Steel... John Henry Iron's daughter in this universe gets hit by lightning while she is surrounded by paint. It's sort of similar to the Barry Allen origin story, which is kind of lame, but she becomes superpowered with her ability to draw comics and make real worlds that the people in the comics experience. And then sort of like Grant Morrison's flex mentality, they manage to become part of the real world and they can go into drawings it's a whole crazy storyline bethany irons ladies and gentlemen
1: yeah yeah i would say i'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas yeah, yeah.
0: just like just the lack of self awareness that i used to live with before i started doing it regularly you mm-hmm. know um i went through a long period of time where i didn't because i got rejected <laughs> and, yeah. and and then and and it was uh it's really a good practice to check in with your mind and sort of think about and i th- and that's what i like about the postmodern approach which i think is sort of where i've been you know, like I said, I don't know what kind of their what kind of uh, jujitsu they're using on me, <laughs> but it never feels didactic mm-hmm. uh, or like this is the way you should be thinking, which is how CBT felt a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was very rigorous and like, oh, these are faulty thoughts. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like now, um, I can acknowledge f- problematic thought patterns mm-hmm. without feeling like I'm problematic, you know? (laughs) Uh, and I, by problematic, I don't mean it in like the contemporary usage of like racist or anything like that, but there's just things that are not healthy, Mm -hmm. uh, in framing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think it took me a long time with one therapist where I was just like, it must have been exhausting to him hear how negative I was about myself and just mm-hmm. not being self-aware of it, you know? Like just how hard I am on myself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just when you talk for a long time to someone, you can't hide that. <laughs> you can't hide your worldview, your perception, it's the way that you see the world, and it's and and so you are going to communicate it, mm-hmm. and and in that process of communicating it to somebody else who's trained, mm-hmm. not someone that's going to be like shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you should do this. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or even just having your feelings validated. Just mm-hmm. like that sounds fucking horrible, right. you know. W- yeah. Regardless of like, um, it's almost like it doesn't matter. You know, like when you talk to your friend about something that stresses you out, they might be like, well, maybe this person was thinking this. And like, sometimes mm-hmm. that can be useful in therapy, mm-hmm. but it can also be very frustrating. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas almost like it doesn't matter necessarily what actually happened. It's maybe uh, what's mattered, what matters is how you've processed it and, and I... how it's affecting you now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like you don't need to have that other person there to Mm -hmm. resolve the issue because it's not really about that other person. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I like how you're nodding. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very smart.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, going uh, along the lines of one affordability is what prevents people from getting healthcare to not understanding what therapy can be and how helpful it can be. Um, I'm also Learning a lot about people of color and there being mostly white therapists available. Yeah, and so having those intimate conversations with someone who, you know, really might not understand your experience um, navigating this world as a person of color, as coming from. Any marginalized group um, and and sitting in a room with someone who has such a different position than you do, um, that's a big factor too. And so all of my clients are are people of color and most of them have told me that um, they've sought me out specifically because of who I am, mixed race or Asian American or Latinx. And, You're Latinx? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. My mom's side is uh, Mexican.
0: Mexican. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dad's
1: side is Chinese. Chinese. hmm Cool. And they're from Los Angeles. And they met here in the 60s at a mixed co-ed volleyball game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and right now, too, I live two streets from the house that my dad grew up in. Wow. Yeah. In yeah. MDR? Uh in Mar Vista.
0: Oh Mar Vista. Yeah, so I'm yeah. back in Mar
1: Vista. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I confuse them for some time. Sometimes. Marina Be- Del Rey? Yeah.
1: They're right by each other. Yeah. yeah. And they both have M.
0: Start yeah. M. <laughs> and
1: uh
0: and they have to do with the ocean. Yeah. Although one is just like I love to that Mar Vista it. is like we can see the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You can smell it sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I, uh, I I just had a conversation uh, with some colleagues, all therapists, mm. uh, a couple of days ago, and about um, how can we support more people of color to seek out therapy, you mm. know, and and what does that look like? And the main thing is really to have more representation of people. That... Yeah,
0: no, and and to speak to that, I mean, it definitely it comes up. Even like I've had white the, white male therapists, yeah. and. And they have to, and you know, and then sometimes I'll go in there and I'll just be like, fuck white people. Because I've had (laughs) a really shitty experience with a white person who's like, just like laying into me, just like not at all... The the weaponization of white privilege is so vicious sometimes, mm-hmm. I, and I recently had that happen to me with somebody that came on the show, and I Ooh, didn't put out the episode because okay. I was like, "Oh, that is terrifying. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm afraid of you. Dang. That, you know, like I am more afraid of working with you now than I am of not working with you." because of how you handled that and wow. because of like what you just betrayed about how you think of <sighs> this dynamic, yeah. the power struggle. Yeah. But going back into therapy... I actually now have a a woman of color as a therapist, Mm -hmm. and it does make it easier. Yeah. You know, because there's just this like, it's like a nod and a wink. We don't have to like, we don't have to stop to address the fact that I just talked about white people to a white person. Right. You know, right. Like, it's just like, it almost makes it streamlines it a little bit. Yeah. Um,
1: And as a practitioner, as a therapist, I want to see more therapists of all ethnicities, be open to those conversations, especially white therapists, you know, asking about and pointing out and acknowledging that difference and not waiting for your client to bring it up or have to address it. And even if, you know, I'm working with um, an Asian American client and they're talking about uh, the experience of their parents being immigrants or refugees, Mm -hmm. you know, that is not my experience. And so yeah. even still, ha- you know, having, um, similar experiences about, you know, assimilating in a predominantly white neighborhood growing up, you know, yeah. things like that. I still need to ask her and have the responsibility, uh, about the specifics of their experience. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, um, um, you know how their parents' story has influenced their own, and and me learning and being open to that learning, and not just assuming well, we're all brown people too. Yeah,
0: no, because we are very different. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. and that's the crazy thing, especially Latinos. Yeah. <laughs> we all get lumped into this big group, and I'm like, yeah, bro, you don't even so understand different. how different we are. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Even among, yeah, generations and like. Uh,
0: Do you speak Spanish?
1: I don't. Yeah, I, I okay. mean, a little bit. That's but fair. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I, I studied uh, a lot in. High school and college, and then had lost but it. But
0: you grew up over here in LA, so there's no well, really, there's no need to. I mean, if you grew up in Miami,
1: yeah, it
0: never goes away yeah. because yeah. you just got to use it. You know, like you're you, it's it's your. I'm part of the club card, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, serve <laughs> me, yeah. Ahead of this gringo. <laughs> yes, right. Because, <Yeah>. porque <laughs> soy un cubanito.
1: But, yeah. And so I, I actually grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. That's even Ugh. less chance to speak Spanish. Right, right, yeah.
0: How does that happen? Are you guys Mormon too?
1: No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> um, my parents, you know, met in LA, married, had my brother, my older brother, uh, and then Moved to Salt Lake City for my dad's work. So Two then, siblings? One sibling? Just one. Okay. Uh huh. One older brother, yeah. And uh, so then I was born and raised in Salt Lake. And then since then. Till what? High school? High school, yeah. Right at 18. Whoa. I'm like, Oh, so that was, see like, ya. that was a lot of
0: white people. A lot of white people.
1: <laughs> so many white people.
0: That were weird. Underwear. And Mormon white people. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, a, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's
0: a, that's a, like, super pious white people Mm -hmm. that are very, that are uh, agro capitalists. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Salt Lake city, uh, is very close to mountains, uh, and the desert. And so I kind of took,
0: those are the parts of the world where I'm like, yeah, let's not ban all guns. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want one too.
1: <laughs> when you're hiking up in those mountains. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, shit. I, I mean, I went hiking with my friend, with my wife friend from Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, We met, like, I was living out here already, but we met in, in Utah to go oh. to spend some time at Zion. Uh-huh. Uh, and, dude, the backwoods people <laughs> were not cool with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like... They were yeah. like and, and and it was this like it was like my friend was like, Oh, I love rednecks, and I was like, Yeah, but you don't see how they're looking at me, right. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, fortunately I didn't run into too uh extreme uh people like that, but I had gone hiking a few times and ran into some Uh, sister wives and their kids. Yeah, it was freaky. So, I mean, I was up in the mountains all the time growing up, so that's something that I really loved about Salt Lake City. But, yeah, this one time um, my friend and I, we were just hiking up to this watering hole, and uh, there were maybe two or three women and, you know, they look just like the people in Big Love, you know, that, that, that <laughs> I mean, they had the long mousy brown tail braids and are they, are, pioneer are, clothes with aprons. So like
0: really sexy. <laughs> so
1: sexy. I mean, I was like, dang. <laughs> uh, Taking the fun out of having multiple wives. Yeah. Jesus. And they were so young too. Oh. They could have been, I mean, they were around my age, a uh, teenager at that time. Yeah. And then they had a bunch of little, little kids running around with them. And I think they were foraging. I really, I, I did. I think they were picking up little berries and stuff, but That's it was kind of cute,
0: but creepy. Yeah. <laughs> totally creepy.
1: And I grew up in a, in a kind of affluent neighborhood in Salt mm. Lake City. And there were rumors that some of the big houses had tunnels underneath connecting them so that polygamous families could live together (laughs) i don't know if it's true but you know that's fucking crazy but does it grow up with that and that like two blocks over those houses all have you know tunnels like really what
0: that's weird yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's a weird mythology to grow up with Mm -hmm. for sure Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah yeah
0: and then so when when you got, were you an artist, photographer and during that time or did you find um, that stuff later?
1: Yeah, I was interested in photography. I was mostly interested in environmentalism. So I, I went to college up in Seattle and, and mm-hmm. started a program in oceanography and then forestry up there. I was on the yearbook photo. Um, I was the yearbook photographer for some things for in high, high school. school. Okay. Uh-huh. So that, I think, kind of started my interest in photography and then... At UW in Seattle, I did did in did having a
0: camera because I because we were of we were of a specific generation. I mean, I'm assuming uh-huh. uh, that that we're somewhat similar in age, but um, that now everybody has a phone and a camera. But yeah. there was a time where you could be that like person that had yeah. that, that dynamic. Yeah. You I know, had my
1: grandfather's can... <laughs> Pentax. Yes, uh, it, I knew it was a, a Pentax. beautiful tax. like old 70s uh, camera, you know, holder strap and um, yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, yeah, I loved it.
0: And then you were the one that everybody was like posing for. <laughs> yeah, that shit was fun. I remember taking fo- photo in high school, uh-huh. especially in high school, it was fun to just have a camera and like but like capturing moments, dude. Totally,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then like I would curate different pictures on my wall and like, who am I now? You know, I need to have like more gothy pictures up or,
0: What were you? How did you how did you deal with being in Utah? Were yeah, you were goth.
1: I mean, uh I dabbled in all of all of the things. Uh I remember laying down on a trampoline um after eighth grade with my best friend and we were just like, look, looking up at the stars That's and we're such like, such a high school yeah, thing. <laughs> totally. And we're like, what do we want to be? You know, freshman year, you know, oh, do we want to be like maybe. goth? Yeah. Do we want to be more skater? Do we want to be more like cyberpunk or hippie? And, uh, yeah, I just remember like all of these kind of categories. And I, I was definitely a snowboarder. I had crushes on all like the skater people, um, super hippie. Um, so it was kind of this eclectic mix. Like Mm. I I remember I had these bright red vinyl airwalks uh right. and so i kind of got uh, a reputation <laughs> yeah for for dressing cool Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think, you still dress pretty cool oh, i, yeah, s- I no, like thanks. your adidas thank you thank you <laughs> but uh yeah oh and i went to a catholic high school so we uh, had to wear uniforms so it was really in, in the Utah. shoes whoa yeah.
0: you must have been the scourge of society because yeah. catholics ain't got love out here no even again even with like Christians. Yeah. yeah,
1: It it was the lesser of two evils. Uh, The public school system was horrible, so... Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. All the non-Mormons really went into the private school system. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you like act out and sleep around a lot like the the smoked you know, a lot of weed smoked a lot of went to weed. a lot of
1: kid parties yeah um yeah I, I caught caught shop shoplifting a few times so you
0: did live that uh, catholic schoolgirl <laughs> life totally. yeah. do yeah. you have a switchblade
1: <laughs> I don't I never got to that level but yeah <laughs> i was more like peace love man yeah nice yeah yeah,
0: yeah hippies were a thing like you know they, they, uh, they were teenagers that were hippies. Yeah,
1: one of the cool stores to go shopping at was REI. Like oh, if, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we would know like the certain brands of like different clothes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was not the case in Miami because we didn't have <laughs> no, yeah. a fucking mountain near us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think that like if they just had some like elevation, they would appreciate the the land a little bit more. Cause it's so flat that you don't ever get like scenic vistas. Uh-huh. You know, you don't, you don't have like rolling hills or
1: a, yeah. a building. I mean,
0: yeah. You, yeah. but then you, all you see is parking lots and trees. Oh, oh yeah. okay, it's yeah. not, it's, it, it's, uh. it's underwhelming Miami.
1: <laughs> hmm. I have never been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go for like, a week at most. You're going to get so fucking bored. (laughs)
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah. You're not
0: Uh, like in your twenties trying to do coke. Yeah. Not at all. No. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I do love the water. So the water's nice, but you know, like one of the things that's really annoying is over there they're like, well, the beaches are our parks. So there are no like real, there aren't that many really nice parks, Uh you know, like out here you've got some... Decent places. You can yeah. go to the Palisades. Yeah. You can go to Topanga to Canyon and all of that shit. But like over there, it's like, uh, okay. you can stand on asphalt <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> and then just feel that moisture radiating after a rain <laughs> as the sun hits. Oh God, I, I hate
1: Miami.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just specifically on weather <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. Just needing to be inside all the time, or just getting sticky.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't do well sticky.
0: I was—I've uh, said this before on the show, so I hope I'm not boring anyone. But I was a skater punk. Okay. I remember. So, like, I came—I moved to the U.S. when I was like 12, mm-hmm. and I remember I was um, somewhat like a tight pant kind of grungy kid mm-hmm. with, like, uh, you know, the the airwalks and stuff. Yeah. And then one day I bought a pair of fucking Jenkos. <laughs> yep. And I was doing this th- that thing you were saying. Like, but I did it, I timed it really poorly where it was, like, on the last... It was, like, um, I bought a pair of Pumas, uh-huh. uh, you know, blue Pumas, the Jinko pants that were like fucking massive. And I'd been wearing tight pants <laughs> up until then. Uh-huh. I bought a Jinko shirt that had oh God, like JNCO. an alien smoking a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And so that's what, that was like my overcorrection to like uh-huh. hang out with all the fucking, we call them basers and refs uh-huh. <laughs> because they had bass in their cars and whatnot. That's great. Um, But then I started to adapt that into like a more skater punk kind of style. Mm -hmm. You know, like I cut the hems off of the bottom so it was like all frilly. (laughs) Frayed,
1: uh-huh. Yep. Nice.
0: (laughs) And and then slowly, slowly we started to get into techno music because after grunge we were a little sick of like guitars and popular culture kind of started to shift towards like... Drum and bass and Uh things like that, we became ravers.
1: Nice, yeah. That was like
0: 97. That's like peak fucking Miami raver time.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: And I wasn't even doing drugs when I was a raver. I would literally go to raves for the music. Yeah. With like a bunch of my friends all fucked up on drugs. And I'd just be like out there, like, (gasps) yeah. I think I didn't start being a bad kid again until like high school, like a uh, senior year of high school. Okay. And then I was like, my friends were in college and they were smoking yeah. weed and I was like, I guess I could smoke <laughs> weed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to, but like, yeah, when I was 15, we used to do roofies like oh, for fun yeah. and yeah. shit. So Miami was like bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a dangerous place to grow up. I can't imagine that there's a lot of drug use or, or a, a drug accessibility in Utah.
1: Well, I think, I mean, I think it was, it was mostly... Weed and drinking when I was in high school, but then when I graduated, some of my friends uh, mm-hmm. who stayed in Salt Lake and their younger siblings were now going through high school. I heard that they were getting into like heroin yeah. and a lot of coke, and I was like, "What? That's yeah. so
0: so." Fucked yeah, up. I mean, I, I, I I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't do oxies. I de- I never did heroin, but yeah, it was uh, there were some dark times. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Coke got to be a big thing in Salt Lake. Like, I never did any Coke there, but uh, I had friends who worked at I like Starbucks. That qualifier there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I had um, friends that worked worked at Starbucks, and they would get tipped in Coke, or it was no, that sounds like in such City. a s-
0: service industry. I thing. know, yeah,
1: especially during like Sundance, people would come in uh. and they would leave tips for the. What the was servers. Sundance like? You know, I I never went I to the screenings. I went um, just no, up to Park I, City I, yeah. to to see the the, the spectacle. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah, you know, everyone coming in and like being all dressed in like full on mountaineer outfits and you know super fancy snow boots and things like that. And it was just silly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was different. You know. Park City is very beautiful and cool, and I spent a lot of time up there. But then just to have all of these people come in and treat it like so special and it was just a. Uh, it's so quaint, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, these
0: simple people,
1: right. <laughs> like really condescending yeah. attitude
0: towards the locals. Yeah, yeah,
1: you guys are so adorable. <laughs> I should really buy a timeshare up here. Yeah, or them, like a mansion. Those
0: are the people whose dogs I don't like.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes sense.
0: <laughs> uh, I like dogs, guys. Don't 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 fucking start a campaign. Cancel I'm an hobby. Lover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love animals. I'm just not a fan of picking up dog crap
1: no (laughs) i'm stepping in it
0: i'm a cat person because i can scoop poop in private
1: yeah there you go
0: yeah and i don't have to you know touch it through plastic
1: yeah and hold it and it's warm yeah (laughs) 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 we've established
0: (laughs) where we are on the fucking and i don't like and and you know i guess this is becoming like an early 90s uh cats versus dog thing (laughs) but like people that fucking hate cats i don't understand like it's yeah. like, what is your beef? Le- leave the fucking yeah. animal out. Like,
1: well, they're characterized as such like uh indifferent jerks and like all the cats I've known have been so lovey and adorable yeah, and they just kind of do their own thing. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know.
0: I think neither of them will care if you die. And they will both eat
1: you. That's true. Right. But <laughs> what I project onto the relationship is really meaningful for me. And I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> Luna loves me. Yes. Luna She's waiting for me to come home right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet name for a cat.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
0: So in terms of practice now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how are you? Uh, how are you feeling about like your projects, your, the time you're putting into it? How much, like, are you, are you, are you a cyclical person? Do you get in, or do you, are you always on your practice?
1: Um, I think I'm always on it. I'm always thinking about things. Um, there's other ways that Are you always making I'm, things? Uh, say that again?
0: Are you always making things, or are you always thinking about things? Because I fall... I, okay,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, You know, I, I... I've been thinking about practice in general. Um, It's not so situated in the making. Okay. Um, Yeah. So uh, I host... Or organize conversations once a month. That's something that's part of my practice. You Um, should make a podcast out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this is the first time doing any kind of podcast or recording. And so, yeah, it's a fun experience. Um, It's intimate.
0: It gets... It's uh, it's very different than just casual conversation. Yeah. It's... it's, Well, it's uh, intentional. Yeah, it's intentional and it's like... um, it's like I said, we're setting off. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. It's a commitment to like talk for two hours without right. really having it necessarily a full agenda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: yeah. So, so like then describe, so you're, so you have these conversations uh-huh. that keeps you engaged?
1: It does. Yeah. So... So these monthly conversations and then these bi-weekly meetings, trainings, workshops with, 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 uh, with the, the IWP workshop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that keeps me connected. And then um, I do look for opportunities um, to collaborate with different groups or people that I don't know. So mm. I pay, pay attention to like open calls or submissions. Um, you know, so maybe I'll do... Uh, one or two of those a year, you know, yeah. if it's something that sounds like a, a good fit for my work and uh, they might be interested. Uh, but I do try to, um, I mean, in, in terms of a cyclical practice, I do think of kind of the beginning of the year and what I want to accomplish within that year. Mm. So this year, yeah, I, I last year I started working on this new body of work. This year I kind of want to... F- fill it out more and, and, mm-hmm. and, and finish it maybe perhaps and think about, okay, how would I want to show this? You know, yeah. uh, do I want to, um, seek out, uh, other friends spaces, uh, and show it. Do I want to continue to do stuff in my studio, which is my garage, my home. Um, and I'm always open to, uh, no, other I people. No, I want to show in your garage. Yeah, please. <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing. I, I put it out there to people. Um, yeah, if they want to collaborate, like I'm, so down to always yeah. you know at least talk about it and see where things go yeah um yeah and I'm, I'm very excited about these this iwp and how i've been thinking about it and how it's touched me and i feel like i'm on this different kind of like frequency now and vibration it's just it feels mm-hmm. really energizing yeah, yeah um i had this amazing opportunity to write about this experience recently um mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm excited to share that paper when it comes out. It's going to be part of this um, journal uh, that Tom Carlson uh, and David Epstein put out, um, uh, the uh, Journal for... uh, Narrative family practice. Uh, I got the name wrong, but something like that. Uh, you mix you, the Google, words you up. type it in. Yeah. it'll get. You'll yeah. get there. Yeah, uh, so, it's yeah. a Google. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, is there ever a part in your in the cycle where you're just focused on showing and not making, or does that? Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm just curious. Everybody yeah. does it a little bit different,
1: right? You know, um, I think showing is more of a supplement to my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more focused on and get more out of curating, um, organizing, facilitating. Uh, do you
0: share your, you your own work when you curate or is that? I do
1: sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a lot, uh, in the beginning with Short House, um, and then less and less so, uh, um, because I didn't want to always, uh, have that dual role in, in projects. Hmm. Um, the last few shows, uh, uh, the last show at, at Shorthouse, I did um, uh, have work, but before that, yeah, a few years before that, I hadn't included my work. Um,
0: I did a ceramics show and someone was like really impressed with the fact that I didn't include my own work. And I was like, <laughs> I I don't make ceramics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's uh-huh. there's yeah. just no option. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I I I think it's uh, kind of cool how. So you, basically, if I'm understanding you correctly, there. The fulfilling part of the practice is the interaction, uh, m- less so than the isolation of m- making. Uh, I mean that 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 you're or that they're dependent on each other at the yeah, very least. Right. Not not that one is better than the other, but. Um, because there are some people that just go into the studio for like ever and and don't right. want any contact and and isolate themselves until they're done. That is with not the me. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is not me. So
0: you interact with people as you're making.
1: Totally, yeah, and, and that uh, informs the practice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even and I and I even interacting can be me going to shows by myself to see other people's work taking in those ideas that I get out of seeing these Mm. objects or prints or whatever, uh, and then having that inform me back in the studio. So it's relational very much.
0: Is your garage or
1: studio? Uh-huh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, slash storage of things my mom has given me as she's <laughs> downsized more and more and like, I have no place to put things, but can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, we
0: talked about that. Yeah. I just did a spring cleaning here.
1: <laughs> and I was like,
0: in the middle of it, I was like, fuck, I'm not going to finish this before Michelle gets here. I might as well just take a nap and eat a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Self-care. <laughs> yeah. It is funny though, when you when you start on something like that and you're just like... You, you you're like fucking ripping through it and you're just tearing closets yeah. apart yeah yeah <laughs> and then you get to a certain point and you're like it's a fucking disaster or you run out of gas too yeah. you're
1: like oh, i haven't eaten in eight hours I've yeah
0: yeah clean. i made the mistake of only eating steak and uh and then some pastries and i was like mm-hmm. around like five i was like I need something that doesn't have meat in it. That sounds
1: delicious, though steak and pastries.
0: Yeah, yeah. Except it just ended. It left me feeling a little faded. Yeah, because it was like protein and then super simple carbohydrates.
1: (laughs) Nothing sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know what. uh, So, how long have you been in LA?
1: Um. So I moved down here in 2004 to go to Otis. Yes, and then I was here uh, until 2007.
0: And then Berlin. And then
1: Berlin, and then back in L.A. 2010, and then I've been in L.A. since then, so uh, 19 years now. 19 years, What? No, no, no. My math is wrong. Nine years. Nine years consecutively. The second time, and, and then before that, it. whatever. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm just
0: gonna take your word for it. <laughs> Since 2004, <laughs> so that's 15. There may be some listener yeah. at home at, freaking 15. out I about know. your math, She's but I'm wrong. just like <laughs> whoosh, wash over me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to like visualize this time frame, and uh, yeah, math you, you're, and you're making a timeline not, in your yeah. mind. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interesting town. I um. I like LA. I like it. I think that. I'm getting to know it a little bit differently now that I'm doing this and, yeah. and getting to know, like, artists in general. Because I've been here for 10 years, and I think early on, it seemed so foreign to me from what I was used to. Like, the Miami scene, or the Miami art scene is very, cent- uh, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just centralized. Yeah. In one, one part of town, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I don't think there are any... Galleries in Kendall (laughs) Mm -hmm. or, you know, like the suburban parts that, uh, whereas over here, it's like everything, every neighborhood has its own little scene. Mm -hmm. And, um, do you know the made in LA, uh, Mm -hmm. girls, uh, Molly Shulman and, and, um, Salome Grace?
1: I know of Made in L.A. You
0: know of Made in L.A., but Uh not the Hammer Show.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: I I think that that was a really interesting or is a really interesting project that's coming back next year. But I think that that has really – and things like other places, Art Fair, too – are uh-huh. these like ways for people to find each other? Yes. Which is like other places art for is kind of interesting because when you, <laughs> when you said you didn't have something there, I was like, Oh, finally I met somebody that was there that did, wasn't <laughs> yeah. like part of the thing. Uh-huh. Um, which is funny because it ends up being a good way for us to meet each other, like for spaces and, and projects to meet each other. Uh-huh. Whereas uh, otherwise you don't, you know, like, you don't have that. Like, I was talking to Sydney Karaskari. I don't know if you know her. She was at the at OPAF. And, and she was, just, like, it's like sometimes you just do these things to do them. Yeah. And, like, people don't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I recently had someone who was a little bit younger. who's was, like, 26. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, like, just... I could just hear like early, like the early, uh, like myself when I was young and just like the, the, the way that I framed it, not realizing that it was involuntary that I had to make art. Like Uh it's, it's not a choice that you make. Like you either feel bad (laughs) and don't make art or you make something and and you do. And it's an interesting community because everybody here, it's getting more expensive to live here, Right. right? And, and everybody, but... I don't see a lot of people just like, like, I think that, like, actors will come to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and then will leave Mm -hmm. if they feel like, oh, I'm never going to make it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, the metric for making it as an artist in Los Angeles is so weird, right? Like, that, that you can, I mean... I don't necessarily feel unsuccessful even Mm -hmm. though I'm not like represented or Mm -hmm. anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a really... It's a very um, validating community, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Where where, like you meet other people and through mutual respect, Mm -hmm. it sort of validates what you do as opposed to like, oh my God, I've got... I I sold this painting for this much, you know? Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I know people that had a setup where they were doing well in other cities and then they come here and they're still making most of their money back home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like from selling, like from the traditional, from what you would think like the objective or from what our parents would want us to be right. able to do with art. Right. Yeah. Which is like sell paintings, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh And I think my parents want that even though I'm not a painter, yeah. <laughs> but But it is, it's a, it's, it's, it is almost like a support system also because I think that we all tend to have sort of that like, um, or not all of us, but we are more, we're better versed at handling people with mental health issues, Hmm. uh, in terms of being supportive to each other Mm. as opposed to like, you know family members who call you crazy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, we need to check on this person because I haven't heard from them and they're they're not, I'm not sure about them. Right. You know, and, yeah. and, and I think that that is something really uh, beautiful about the community out here because without it, we'd just be broke people, not successful. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think we seek each other out and we, um, you know, continue to support each other. Like once you find your tribe, uh, uh, well, for me, it's, it's just so important to keep showing up to each other's events, um, seeing each other's works, staying connected. Um, so I used to work at Otis, uh, full-time for many years and I loved working with, uh, the faculty there, um, because they, participated in a practice, an art practice that was more, very specific, you know, um, teaching, um, showing. And when I left at the beginning of the year and now, um, working, um, by myself in private practice or now at this counseling center in mid city, you know, I, 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 missed that connection, that daily connection that I'd, I'd, um, see with different artists, these faculty members. And so, um, making a point to, for myself to reach out and to connect and to, um, drive across, you know, the city, uh, for an hour and a half in traffic, just cause I know certain people will be at, um, yeah. you know, a certain event is what drives me is so yeah. important to me. And, uh, I don't see that changing, uh, anytime soon. And that's what has sustained me, you know, living in LA, um, for all these years, I'm in Mar Vista again, and I'm in a rent-controlled apartment, one bedroom, and I can't afford to move anywhere else. Yeah. I would prefer to live closer, like maybe over here in Lincoln Heights or um, even West Adams uh, because that's where most of my friends are, but I can't afford that. And so I've adapted, you know, to what I have to do. And
0: like, I got in here. Before that happened, <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. yeah. holy shit, there's a there's literally a store that just that I just spotted today, yeah, that's called Whole.
1: Yeah, I saw whole, whole hemp.
0: Whole hemp, something. Whole hemp, something.
1: Yeah. Whole, yeah. Whole
0: hemp foods or some shit like that. Something. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and,
1: but it kind of has the same font as Whole Foods. Yeah. And but I it's was like, not fuck,
0: that. Fuck, I know. Fuck. <laughs> well, I used to live fuck. in Mount
1: Washington, and I'd come over here to go to Blockbuster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I was walking, around, I was like, I saw that. And I'm like, dang, it's changed. <laughs> it's changing so
0: fast. I've yeah. been here for three years, and already, I just saw that, that, that when I moved here, there were like there was a playlist that was closing down. Mm-hmm. Now there's like, and fortunately some of the stuff is like chains that are Mexican oriented, like La mm-hmm. Monarca Bakery just mm-hmm. opened up, which is like, it's a chain, but it's like, it's like Better. the King Taco, you Yeah, know? yeah. Like at least there's like some cultural representation yeah. of what the neighborhood, it may, it's corporatizing, but it's still like, um a barrio mm-hmm. you know which mm-hmm. is which is nice which is kind of what the charm of it is for me mm-hmm. I don't want a whole hemp foods you, no. <laughs> you know yeah
1: what is that <laughs> and
0: and yeah and so like the dollar stores are shutting down I just saw Dollar Tree closed down oh wow and I'm like man there's just no stopping it yeah and like part of me is like ah, oh, it'll be nice to have like stuff but not a fucking whole hemp place like i don't need that shit (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah i don't need the the restaurants that are opening here that i'm not gonna go eat at Mm -hmm. that are gonna make every it impossible to buy something Mm -hmm. here for less than like ten dollars so yeah but It's just not sustainable, like the growth that we're at. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I had, uh, some best friends from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, uh, I met Helen in grad school at Otis and, um, uh, her and, you know, my dear friend Josh, they moved back to Philadelphia and, you know, not for a lack of love of LA, but I think, you know, uh, a lot of these factors and, um, you know, influence their decision to move back. And and she comes to mind because, you know, we're talking about uh, how different ways that practices look, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. she is one of the, um, again, you know, one of my best friends, but one of the most brilliant um, artists that I know. And I don't think she would call herself an artist. Um, she designs exhibitions at the Philadelphia museum of art. And, um, she also is very talented with, um, uh, sewing and, uh, things like that. And so, you know, she came in town recently and we were talking about how we define practice and, um, yeah, for her, I think she gets a lot of, out of her work, and mm-hmm. um, but she's not making our objects, she's not showing. Um, she do, does have a history of curating, too, and, and working at galleries, but um, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of... Practices being defined in different ways and, and yeah. not so limiting to. Well, and I think
0: that one of the things that you, thing. I just realized right now is that because this is a community with so many people that come here from other places, uh-huh. as opposed to like a place like Miami where I grew up, the um, the, uh, the the ideas of what constitute art is, is a lot more flexible mm-hmm. to the point where sometimes I'm like, <laughs> You're just an administrator calling uh-huh. <laughs> calling what you do art. But uh <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean not in the case of Helen, but sure, yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't like a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like but you know, um I do think that it is such a open idea of like what you know, because even you said, like, she doesn't make art objects. And I was like, yeah. And, I, and and then there's, like, the people that don't make any art objects. And the practice is entirely performative. Right. And so um, it's interesting. It, it is a good place to come across that. Except you have to make the effort to leave your fucking house. Mm-hmm. as As opposed to, like, a place like New York, where <laughs> I imagine it's really easy to just stumble out and, like... Go pursue mm-hmm. activities right. over here. You have to be like, "Fuck, I got a park yeah. over there." Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's effort. Yeah, yeah, it's intention, and yeah. that's
0: what makes like relationships even that much more uh, meaningful. Because mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, you fucking came." Yeah. I have friends that I became friends with because I just kept showing up at their stuff, and totally, you know, yeah. And I was just like, "No, I'm just interested." I like, love those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the
1: most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so.
0: It's cool. I always feel a little guilty when I don't go, but then I also am like, just relax. I know. That's a constant
1: <laughs> thing that I'm negotiating with myself with, uh, yeah, I want to go to everything. I want to yeah. support everybody that I love, and I can't, yeah. and I have to be okay with that, and they do too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, if uh, if I haven't been to an elephant opening in a while, they know I love them, and yeah. I get there when I can but it's across the city for me you know
0: or how about that the 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 instances where you're like you see someone did something on like, you see something posted on Instagram. You're like, uh-huh. wait, you didn't tell me you were doing <laughs> right. this. And I yes. was like, I yeah. would have totally come. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I actually gave Nathan uh, a hard time about that a couple of years ago. I'm like, I didn't even know you did this until afterwards. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm getting better. He's better at it now though. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well it
0: is, it's, it, I think also people do have a hard time sort of being like, love me, come and look at me. It feels a little That's gauche. That's another
1: thing. Yeah. yeah but yeah.
0: it's, it's one of those things that you just have to get past, you know, yeah.
1: Well, it's, and especially in L.A., it's how we communicate and keep in contact is, you know, for me, uh, Instagram is the only social media platform that I participate in, and yeah. it's very helpful for me. Like, yeah. I, I know what friends are doing. I know about openings or lectures or whatever, um, so I need it. Yeah, You know, that was one of the harder things that, to make a decision to leave Facebook a couple years ago was because I was really only on there to know what openings were going on, but mm. I'm like... Fuck it, it's not worth it. Like yeah. I, I, I
0: And it just became a garbage fire. Yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> that and Twitter is just like never did ev- Twitter really. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's just a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't need that. Yeah. I have enough dick in my life. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dicks are are the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle is real. People so, yeah. can just be such shitheads.
1: Yeah. I have no time for that.
0: Yeah. I wonder, because like, the whole thing with like Facebook needing to be broken up, and obviously they own Instagram, so I'm like all for them not owning Instagram, Uh but when people are like fucking Facebook, I'm like, I forget that it still affects me even though I don't have a page, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. they, they're they still collecting data on me. And then the other day I was like, I had this, like, moment where I was like, the only way to fucking get off of Facebook is to say something really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you close yeah. your Facebook page. <laughs> Which, like, fuck, it's not worth it. But damn, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I, I imagine they still collect data on uh, on on, well, on Instagram. Name? Well, no, but oh. I, I I would imagine that, that like for for example, Alex Jones, they still have a shadow page because that's oh, what I'm talking about. Like, uh-huh. even if you leave, they just continue. Like they're they're not public pages, but yeah. they they collect information on you by
1: tri- you right. know
0: triangulating yeah. people you know, following and, the hashtags and, yeah, and all that and stuff. all that shit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And if you remember, like, do you remember how, like, it came to be about? Like, it was this platform. No one really knew how it was going to make money. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) like, this, like, data thing just became the way Mm -hmm. that it was going to work. But it was just like, that's not a good (laughs) way to develop a product. just like, meh, I guess we'll sell people's (laughs) shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's why they've run into a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. What made you stop using it?
1: Um, I... I'm trying to remember. I uh, I felt gross with how much I checked in with it uh, and not being an active uh, user in terms of like putting out my own um Posts or whatnot, and yeah. so I realized I'm just going through this, scrolling through stupid shit and liking certain things, and and liking things that my friends would post. Uh, that was the way I was interacting and s- giving them support. I'm like, that's lame. That's gross. And it sort of makes you feel like anymore.
0: you're interacting with people without actually ever seeing them. Yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when then I kind of you know reflected on like what. How is this, you know, how am I utilizing this? What function does it have? It really didn't have much besides, you know, letting me know about art things. But uh, then when it came down to it, yeah, and and too, there's a few uh, friends in Europe and Mexico who use Facebook a little bit more. Mm. And so not being connected to them in that way was sad. But since then... I've been emailing or yeah, I've been yeah. texting or calling people. Which is more like which, real. Yeah. yeah and it, it's working out much better for me yeah. and I don't miss it at all. And I try to tell everyone to get off of it <laughs> and delete it and uh, Facebook, you know. and yeah. uh, um, One of the
0: things that I found weird is that I just got a, an ad on Instagram of Instagram telling me how great their, uh, messaging system is. And I'm like, bro, I already use it. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, why are you being so precious about it? You know, but it was like this thing where they sent huh. that, you know, how it has that little airplane, uh, uh-huh. li- paper airplane. Yeah. Paper airplane. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone's texting and then they press that. And then it becomes a, a floating like a paper airplane and goes through a door into, into the other person's they phone. They were I'm explaining like, this to you? It was just like this, like it was. You know what it was? It was sort of like, hey, isn't it great that it was like, um, it was it was being making something f- seem precious that uh-huh, more precious than it fun. is. But it's like it's yeah. just a practical thing. It's not. Yeah. I'm not like,
1: oh, I <laughs> sent a message to my friend, <laughs> right. folded it with care. Yeah, you know those little but
0: then lines. The, the other thing that I. I don't know how that plays out in Instagram yet, hmm. but um, I saw recently Joe Rogan had this woman. I think, it, actually, I think he had Tulsi Gabbard on, but he also had another one with Diane something, um, Damn Jacobson or something, that was really interesting. But he was talking about how one of the things that I never really thought about is that because the algorithm on Facebook uh, is designed to give you more of what you respond to and what mm. what what engage mm-hmm. what engages you what ends up being it ends up being this weird unhealthy feedback loop where you are you get triggered by stories by news stories and then you share those news stories and you interact with those mm-hmm. news stories and then instead of like benign shit getting to you like your algorithm becomes tighter of things mm-hmm. that just piss you the fuck off mm-hmm. um and it's just like, I never thought of that, but it's so fucking weird how we like this, this thing that's real, mm-hmm. that's not real, but it's fucking real. And it's like, and it's ruining your day. I I, yeah. I also feel that way about the video games that I play, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy fucking way of interacting with reality. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, Instagram is a little less, uh, About the text, you know, mm-hmm. like, like idle thoughts that people think are clever. It's mm-hmm. more of like uh, images that inspire people or whatever, mm-hmm. or people trying to front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even that, there, there's so many different communities. Like there's a whole world of people that are fucking in love with these awful aesthetics that, that we, you yeah. know, like super hyperdynamic rage images right. and shit like that. And just like, but it's like beautiful to them. And yeah. it, it, it's, 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 um, one of the things that I like to wonder is, is that ever going to become good art? You know, like, uh-huh. is that ever going <laughs> to be like, or is it, or is it so hmm. for a specific audience mm-hmm. that you get like people that maybe don't think critically because I mean I think that's sort of one of the defining characteristics of the artists that I want to talk to on the show. Yeah. Because if you're not good at critical thinking, then it's not going to be an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you do, um, yeah, like what these like these little niche communities, right? I I'm I'm in a niche community of uh, of guitar obsession and okay, guitar yeah. gear obsession, uh-huh. right? and and so like the other day I was like you know I have th- issues about like sponsoring things and like one uh-huh. of the things is like I've thought about it I'm never going to say no I'm I'm not not going to read ads on the show like mm-hmm. because I might need to at some point mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but um for me the idea is very unappealing of like you know cuz then my voice Becomes a tool that doesn't is no longer just used in a specific sure. way. It 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 facilitates other things. Yeah. Um, but that thing of like uh, those ethics mm-hmm. where were like I, I you know when I'm looking at gear, I was like, I should get really good at guitar so people just give me pedals, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and I could do guitar peddle (laughs) sponsorships, you know, but, uh, and, but like, but yeah, the fact that I'm even thinking about that tells you something about Instagram, Mm -hmm. right. And how it's, it's, it's a little bit biased towards influencers Mm -hmm. and, and, and that sort of thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I like Instagram for how I use it and how the people that I follow use it, Yeah, you know, and that's very different than, um, perhaps how influencers use it. And sometimes I'll kind of venture out into the explore area and just see the things that are out there and, you know, all the memes and all of the certain kinds of filters. Uh, that's just not yeah, interesting yeah. to me. Uh, I, could, yeah. I, I dip my toes in that for a second. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's why I'm not over there. But um, <laughs> But it's interesting and fascinating to me about, how these different cultures develop. And and I heard, too, um, a while back about these specific custom filters that influencers or people can sell to their Ugh. followers because their page has a different kind of look and uh. I, you just, you sell this, these preset filters to your, these other people and they're making you know money off of this. And it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like I, I never thought that that would be a thing, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, and I, I went to, uh, uh, this bar in sheep's clothing uh, downtown. Um, no, I haven't been there. Yeah, I just went there once. It was fun. Um, you, you, they only allow a certain amount of people inside, and you sit and you kind of share communal tables. Hmm. And so I sat down with this young couple from somewhere in Louisiana. I forget exactly where, but these were people that I typically would never cross paths with but i had a lovely conversation with them we started following each other on instagram and you know as i looked at what they were posting I'm like wow we use it very differently yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and have such a different relationship to it but it was fun to have a real life connection and then see how differently we put ourselves out there on instagram and and just it reminded myself of like okay it's possible to connect with these these ideas that I think are so different or so unattractive yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. If you just look at the people behind it. Um, and so as I've been using Instagram, uh, with my therapy practice, so I have mm. an account for Michelle Chung psychotherapy and it's different than my personal account, uh, mm. which is more of me as an artist. Yeah. And thinking about those two things, uh, Is interesting for me. I don't know. I I feel very awkward with um, my psychology uh, psychotherapy profile right now, Mm. uh, that account. I don't know exactly what it is, you know? Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, like I don't... Again, like I'm not... trying to, uh, promote certain ideas of consumerism in terms of like self-care industry and that kind of stuff. Um, I hate, you know, the inspirational quotes and all that kind of crap, but I want to show imagery that I find inspiring or imagery and, uh, text that is inspiring. So I don't know, I'm kind of navigating that, but it's, It's tricky. It's tricky. It definitely is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and especially for something like what you're trying to use it for, where you do want people to feel a connection to it that might not necessarily be enough to just post an image. Yeah. Right. Where, Uh where, yeah, that's an interesting um, uh, thing. I find it crazy though now just thinking about the term influencer, Mm because obviously... I am trying to have some influence with sure. the show. And, yeah. and and we all with our with our stuff are trying but the idea of influencing in terms of like I am important because people follow me and wanna emulate me in mm-hmm. this is a very different uh definition of what I would of the kind of influence you would want we, we uh, people like us would maybe want to have mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like my what I would like to have an influence over is discourse and just sort yeah. of be like oh yeah you can talk you yeah. know and and you can gonna have uh, interesting ideas and artists are interesting people that's the influence that I want to have whereas right. some people are just like I'm an influencer because people pay me
1: right. to promote
0: products right and that is like that is such a a different worldview than ours
1: yeah it's a and it's all on the same platform yeah
0: it's fucking wild i never never really thought about how vast that ocean of um of just difference i mean i thought about it a little bit but just like now having this conversation specifically with you telling me about how you want to how you're trying to figure out how to navigate this new um way of using a tool that you already use, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, to say something different. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think for me, I don't know exactly what I want to say on, uh, this Instagram account, Yeah, you know, uh, because yeah, I obviously have very, um, strong opinions about certain things. And, um, in terms of influencing clients, I don't want that to be part of uh, our conversation. But, yeah, again, inviting people to feel a connection to me um, by different ways that I identify. So, yeah, I have you know, put um, very political um, messages on that Instagram, but uh, it but they're different. And mm. I'm trying to figure out what that difference is. So saying that, you know, abortions um, help communities thrive. That's a political idea that I can put out there, but then, um... It's a triggering one, yeah. It is, um, and, yeah, uh, but then as opposed to something like I wouldn't put out there, um, I don't know, maybe something about my personal taste or, um... Uh, uh, a, a celebrity specific, or somebody that yeah. I like. You know, uh, those are differences, you know, and how. What celebrities do you like? No, I'm curious. <laughs> um, yeah, who but would I, I. I get what
0: you're saying, though, not to change the subject <laughs> yeah, completely.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I. And f- maybe that's something we can collaborate on and find finding subcultures <laughs> finding, yeah. find, like, and, and looking at that. Because that is interesting. There is this whole world that we don't access, they, e- even though we have access to it, like, right. because of taste mm-hmm. and uh, and opinion and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So, like, with my my personal Instagram, it's private because I don't want potential clients, clients looking yeah, at right. it. Yeah. And... But my friends who do follow me, like I do feel like, uh, I really want to share imagery that I, I love. And, and it's a certain context that we all are coming to it, knowing, um, you know, through stories or posts, like what I'm putting out there, what they put out there and how, you know, yeah, yeah that that's a conversation in and among itself, but it's, it's definitely more private, you know, yeah, it's yeah. curated.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, I think that that's also one of the things that's funny about us because we are very. We probably take our posts a lot. We think about our posts m- maybe more so than the people mm-hmm. that are like. Ah, although I imagine that if you're Kim Kardashian, you probably spend a lot of time on each individual yes. post.
1: Well, and and I remember I was following Solange for a long time, and she would post different um, images and where you could see like how many like tens to dozens, maybe even like a hundred images from one like little shoot, you know, and then picking out and editing which one she wanted to post, like just realizing how much production goes into those influencers. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, well, it's funny. One of the
0: things that I have actually thought about is going for my family, marriage and hmm. uh, family therapy uh-huh. license. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, I'm doing this show. I don't know that I can <laughs> do both, you yeah. know, and be that exposed about how I feel about things and shit like that. That's like a tricky thing.
1: But I don't know about that. I think, um, yes, it is very tricky. But I have another good colleague, Jonathan, and he is thinking about starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, talking about these ideas, but more specifically about, um, you know, gender and um, power and privilege and uh, masculinity, things like that, Um, because it's—well, I'm not going to speak for him, but the way I'm understanding it is that just getting to know who this person is and what ideas they're embodying um, in relationship to— you know, do I want to work with them, or um, yeah. what? What can they perhaps support me in? Um, I'm just gonna uncharted have uncharted territory, artists. but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Artist patients. laughs> but I, I don't know. I think it could be a cool thing. It could be useful. I mean, I you know? haven't
0: crossed that out of the line. I do. I, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of respect for that practice. I mean, mm-hmm. those are the two practices that I engage in. Yeah, with all of my heart mm-hmm. art practice and the practice of therapy of 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 self improvement and all of those things there's just like and and I just you know like there's this idea that um sort of the the point of therapy is to not go to therapy anymore and that's fine i'm kind of not i don't have a problem with that but i i feel like there's also always the potential for me to find something else to work on mm-hmm. right well uh,
1: i mean again you make therapy whatever point you want it to be exactly you know yeah
0: so so i just i think that's why it's a practice and not a cure mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. know um and i actually it was sydney who brought the idea sydney Karosky who was like yeah i think that you know uh, doctors have a practice because they're like it, for it, and it's a similar mentality a similar approach to have a uh, a psych or a psychology practice and an art practice. do you feel that are they are they related in in, in the same way when you say when you use the word practice or is that uh, is that why doctors have a practice instead of like a doctor's office or I mean I guess they're synonymous.
1: Hmm yeah that's a good question. I mean, i yeah i I think that I am always learning and uh, adapting um in my clinical practice, you know, my therapy practice, uh, the way that I define practice in those ways um are the same with my art practice, yeah. so learning, adapting changing, growing. But yeah, for doctor's practices, or when I say my private practice, that's, um, yeah, I, I I don't know why, you know, why it's a practice, why that's a practice. And, and even, yeah, when I've um, adopted that term for that kind of work that I do, uh, private practice, um, it's, yeah, it's not something that I've thought about, like, huh, is that the best way to describe it for me. You know, it's just <laughs> what everyone in the, my industry does, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. I I mean, I, I don't know. I'm guessing that because of um, having a license and licensure is uh, you, you have to take a certain amount of um, continuing education yeah. uh, to continue to renew and um, hold up your license, you know, that could relate to this idea of practice. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I would love to see more practitioners, doctors, anybody who has, you know, a license, um, especially dealing with people, really take that seriously. Like, you it don't is think a practice. The, you don't like, think
0: people do? Uh,
1: Just so quick, I, mean, I mean, not everybody? No, definitely okay. not everybody. I mean, I've had horrible experiences with some therapists i know and that's know? what
0: fucks that's the third thing remember we were talking about the two things one yeah. is the a, a price and then the other one is is what they think therapy is mm-hmm. and then that that would be the third one which is a pretty bad one yeah where, where it's like yeah or same thing with medicines yeah you know like yes finding the right medication for
1: right you. Yeah. it's a
0: fucking trek that is worth it yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. it changes
0: your life it right. does it yeah. does yeah. it's yeah. like completely different way of living
1: mm-hmm. when
0: when when you find something that works for you like that Totally. Yeah. Well, Thank you very much. I don't know if you noticed, but we've actually have gone 10 minutes over. Oh, okay. But like that's... I'm going to try to do extra. No, but that's, that's, a, that's a sign that we <laughs> were into it as opposed to like both looking at the clock. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. I had
1: happens. no idea how I... Yeah, what time it was. Yeah, yeah no,
0: definitely. <laughs> that's good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so it was, much. It was really great. I definitely look forward to collaborating with you. I am love demanding that. it. Okay, uh, cool. I, 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 I th- it might be fun... Um because what I'm doing now is having people back on for the patrons so like mm-hmm. so I have a patreon yeah. the objective is well, I'll tell you that off here okay, but it might be fun to have you come back for uh patrons and to have this conversation specifically of like these cultures that we found yes. in Instagram and yeah. like and and if there are any any that we haven't, Delved into that we actually like. Oh yeah, and that might uh, yeah the the
1: ASMR all those videos (laughs) those are
0: fun. There's just so many different little niches we stumbling upon them, or like maybe there is a really good inspo quote person. You yeah, know, like there I mean, might be
1: some that are like, okay, I'll I'll give you a heart for that one. Yeah. <laughs> a heart.
0: Anything else you'd like to promote? So what did you did you you wanted to plug something? I wanted you to plug it again. You plug something at the Oh, beginning. the
1: Southern California Counseling Center? Yes. hmm Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's great. Um uh very affordable community healthcare. It's in, in mid city. Uh-huh. And, and if it's that's not convenient.
0: Scale, There's other ones probably uh, all all over throughout throughout Los Angeles. And if that, and if you can't find that, you can always go to university programs where they train PhD students. So Mm -hmm. we are both endorsing therapy, I think, very strongly. Yeah. 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 As a consumer and as a practitioner. And (laughs) consumer as well. Yeah. (laughs) And anything in the art realm that you'd like to What's your Instagram?
1: Uh, It's Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-E underscore Chong, C-H-O-N-G. And, uh, yeah, that has most of my um, art to practice. And then Michelle Chong Psychotherapy, I think, is the With handle. underscores? I don't think so. Okay. I can't remember. <laughs> you can find it. There's <laughs> not more. a lot of Michelle Chongs. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, really? No. Oh, well, there's this one Singapore actress uh, who has me be on, like, a Google searches, but... You oh, qu- a
0: quick question about na- uh, names. Michelle, is that, uh, is that a traditional Chinese name?
1: It is not. No, <laughs> I think my first name was Renee. Uh, that's on my birth certificate. And then a, f- a neighbor told my mom that that was a boy's name, so she... Uh, Who the fuck is that person? Right? Salt Lake City, you know? So then they changed it to So it was it a white Michelle. person with a puppy. Yeah, exactly. Totally. You know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so I we love you white people. Yeah. yeah, we tolerate you. We, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we love you, but we tolerate you when you're obnoxious.
1: Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thank you so much for coming. This was thank a real you. pleasure.:
1: yeah, it was an honor. All yeah. right. Thanks a lot.
0: What's my thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person? Reach out at what's my at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at What's My Thesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else.